Welcome to this week's podcast, Woman Who Chat, where I'll be interviewing women in business who share their inspirational stories and their top tips, especially for you. My name is Sandra Garlick and I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I'm delighted to bring these interviews to you each week to inspire you so that you can achieve in the future. Hello, and we're here with Sue Tonks. Hello, Sue, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you, Sandra. Beautiful day. It's great to interview you today and we're going to be talking about your story which is featured in not one but two editions of I Am A Woman Who and that was the 2019 edition and again in 2021. Now you've got a fantastic story anyway but tell us what you're doing now first of all. Gosh well if you read the book in 2021 you know I've got eight eight income streams so I'm always really busy so there's lots of things going on. We're dealing with that. We've got properties. So we're looking at year end for the properties. So that's really busy at the moment. Of course, HydroVeg is really picking up now because of the time of year. And the other income streams are doing very nicely. We've got a couple of things, you know, like we do Airbnb from our house. Of course, over the year, we haven't had anybody for Airbnb, but we've actually got people waiting to come, which is lovely. You know, some some people say, oh, please let us know as soon as because we want to come and stay. And we've got a a guy who we we had for quite a while the other year. Um, He's desperate for coming back. And, uh, you know, so that's that's lovely. You know, you can start to see, you know, as the as the uh, daffodils have come up and and everything else, that things are changing. Things are changing. Unlike you, Sandra, I will not be thinking about going on my jolly holes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah everyone's waiting for that I believe that <laughs> oh just coming back to your HydraVeg kit there I mean I, I purchased one of these things I think they're absolutely wonderful it was my lockdown project last year I'm ready for my replanting and my spring veg and my herbs it doesn't use soil does it so just explain what a HydraVeg kit is yeah it's using water and nutrients only so there's no soil in there so there's no digging or weeding and it doesn't have any slugs or snails because I, I hope you found that last year because it because the water's running around the pipes all the time it leaves a sort of a, a vibration and I, I think that's why the slugs and snails don't go there but it allows people to grow quite a lot of stuff in no space because you, as you know it's vertical and so in no space you can have virtually allotment and a half so not on the kit that you've got Sandra but the bigger kit it's like an allotment and a half with no bending down or messing about so it's just really easy gardening and people have really taken to that because a lot of people wanting them now to, to grow their own food get more you know healthier food wherever and a lot of people are downsizing or you know want to get the most juice out of their garden so it's it ticks all the boxes really so I'm really pleased with it that's great it's nice to see my HydraVeg kit featuring on your pop-up banner behind you I know just that yeah yeah fabulous (laughs) fabulous and what I love about that Sandra is that you've actually got a mixture between flowers and veg on it that's why I put that there because people think either you grow veg or grow flowers or but you've got a mixture and it looked lovely last year did it did let's hope I can keep up the standard this year coming right back I mean you say you've got eight income streams now but it hasn't been a completely smooth ride I mean you've still had the roller coaster uh, of a journey haven't you take us back and tell us some of the challenges you've had through your journey well I started my own limited company in 2000 in, in 1999 a leadership and management training company 
because over the years, in the book, I think it's the first time I've mentioned, I've actually worked, I was the training manager for air tours. I trained pilots and cabin crew and overseas staff and all sorts of things. And it was quite wonderful. Oh, I never trained pilots how to, to fly because they already knew that. I trained them how to train. <laughs> but it was a really funny story once. I was lying on a beach in Cuba. I was on the last day of my holiday. I'm just lying there and taking up the last rays. And, and this guy walked past and he said, Sue? So is that you? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, and, I thought, oh, yeah. uh, and, and it was the chief training captain. He said, oh, he said, what are you doing? I says, oh, I'm on my holidays. He says, when are you going back? I said, tomorrow. He said, oh, I'm flying you back. I said, oh, brilliant, brilliant. So anyway, it, we wandered off and stuff and we ended up on a jet ski and off we went. And, and then uh, the next morning I'm on the flight and uh, cabin crew came over and said uh, that, the, the captain wants to know if you'd like to join him for, for takeoff on the flight deck. And I said, oh, I said, I'd love to. I said, but my friend's not very good with flying. I said, and I'm just, I'll stay with her to support her. So she went away and she came back. She said, the captain says there are two seats on the jump seat. So <laughs> she jumped up straight away and off we were. We flew from entire, all, from Cuba all the way to Manchester on the, and the cockpit was fabulous. Of course, that's when you could do yes, that. Yes, exactly. But yeah. No, but there wasn't a flight that I, I went on where somebody didn't recognise me. Oh, how fantastic. Uh, so it was lovely. Fun, so yeah. from all of that experience, I developed and my work with Dale Carnegie, I developed leadership and management training program. So I decided that I, that's what I do. So I set up the business and it worked really, really well. I mean, I was the training arm of some major, major organizations mm. that as soon as they'd got somebody to a management position, either they brought me in house or they put somebody on my open courses. And that was going really well. And we, we were limited. So I had a director in the business. Unfortunately, I wasn't, I'm numerically dyslexic. Oh, and also Elizabeth the other week told me that I am actually probably full dyslexic. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I've waited 61 years to find out that I'm dyslexic. Yeah. But I've always had a problem with numbers. So I didn't look after the numbers in the business, but I had regular updates. And unfortunately, the money was going elsewhere in the business. And I ended up virtually bankrupt and in a really bad place, to be quite honest. And uh you know, from there, I had to start working out how I've got no pension, no endowment. I've got no health scheme. I've got loads of debt. And being a magistrate was a big problem for me because you can't be bankrupt as a magistrate. It puts you in a very vulnerable position. So I had to do something about it. So hence, I created a plan for the future, which is in actually is in, it's mentioned in both books. So and I'm still following that plan religiously. It's still still there. And it, Sue and I, we work with it every day. And if something new pops up, we have a look. Where does it fit in the plan? How does it work alongside? So, uh, so yeah, been interested. That's great. And, and you know, that's a, a really valuable tool for any businesses to work in accordance with the plan. What is it they say? Fail to plan, plan to fail. So yeah, I think, you know, I think the important bit, is... it's not a business plan, because as we know, business plans, you write, you write them generally for a bank or something. And then it goes in the top drawer and you never touch it again. And then about four years later, you look and say, oh, look, this was in my business plan, you know. And it's more by look rather than judgment that you actually get to some of the bits. Or you think, do you know, I, I realised, yep, yeah, that's what we were trying to do all those years ago. We never got there or whatever. So this is very much, it's a, a business plus a life plan. It's about us. And it's about us achieving what we need to achieve to have the life we want to live. And that's the important bit because it lives with us every day. 
And you make lists, don't you, Sue? Oh, God, yeah, I'm a big list, list person. As you saw with the very first day of lockdown, where, funnily enough, I called it day one of the corona year. Little did I know that, you know, day one of the next corona year, I'd be still writing a list. <laughs> but, yeah, now I find that really useful. I, I write the list of what I need to do. It touches all the businesses. So although I might not be on every business every day, there is something on there that, that means each business needs to move forward or, or do something with it. And that keeps me a bit on track because it's quite easy if you've got lots of things going on that you forget some things. Whereas yeah. if I've got them on the list, I think, OK, I've, you know, I've still got that there and I've got to deal with it. So it keeps me a little bit more focused. But I love my lists. Yeah. And you're not new to Woman Who, are you? You've been involved with Woman Who in some way virtually over the past five years. I th I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. When I first moved down to Warwickshire, it, actually Woman Who was one of the first networking groups I popped up at. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. And then I can remember it was awards day or, or we're having a big big events up in uh, Coombe Abbey and I always arrive desperately early for everything and, and I got there and you were in a bit of a flap you couldn't get through the back door and you know things needed to be put out so I, I, I came useful then. You did yeah. and uh, your awards journey didn't finish there did it? You entered you were a finalist and uh, and last year you were a winner. Yeah it took me ages it took me ages but I was determined. I don't know whether I was a pest or whether I was persistent or resilient you could put it to either of those words. Yeah and it's it, I think it was just the right time for you I mean I don't judge the, the awards so you know it's independent judging at shortlisting and, and finalists but the judges said last year I remember their comments was this is Sue's year she's just she's taken on board everything we've said in previous years and now she's seen the you know her business is coming to fruition yeah and that's how you got the recognition but again you know this year I've invited you on to the judging team now so I know I'm so experience. excited I'm yeah. so excited about that that's that's going to be brilliant to see it from the other side because I did say to you I am not entering again <laughs> yeah well, I, th I think that's it. Some people that want what they want, they've won. Actually, it's nice. And I've got lots of judges on the panel who have been through the process and, and won awards or been finalists before. And that's really nice that they've sat in the chair, you know, where the person's been interviewed. They've actually been there yeah. and done it, worn the T-shirt, as, as it were. I think so, I think it's the empathy and the understanding. Sometimes it's not the words on the page that makes the difference. And I think that that takes me back to being a magistrate because when people say oh well, what qualifications do you need as a magistrate you don't need any qualifications anybody become become a magistrate and the whole point of it is it's a it's it's somebody that sits in the community that can actually see situations and there's lots of times when I've been sitting in court I thought oh by the grace of God I could have been stood there because of what's happened, it, that somebody had done something and any of us could have been in that situation. Well, mm. I think that's very similar to the awards as well, because, you know, you've been there, you've done it, you've felt it. And I, I think that's really, really important to, to get to get people, you know, like me that have gone through it three times to actually, you know, read between the lines as well. Yeah. And obviously you share a lot of your top tips in the two chapters that you've written. The first chapter in the first book is your story. And then this is a follow-up chapter bringing us up to date, which is absolutely great in the two editions of the book. If you could leave the audience with a top tip today, what do you think that would be? 
what what sort of insight could you share for our audience? Oh, do you know, Sandra, I have so many. Uh, at the moment, you know, I, I think I'm just going through a bit of a chilled phrase at set stage at the minute. You know, uh, all this Russian bother and everything else and the, and the COVID, it sort of calmed me down a bit. And I think it's just making the most of every day to enjoy yourself. Um, I'm having some, you know, like you, I'm doing lots of walks now. I'm walking out. We've got a lovely little lake at the side of me. We've got nesting swans. You know, there's all sorts of things happening. And I'm just taking time out every day to enjoy that. And I think sometimes I miss that, you know, in the rush of business and things going on. It's just to take that time back. And that's really important to me. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to have a few hours out and it doesn't matter. Whereas, you know, a year ago, it would have been, you know, oh, I've wasted my time this morning. I've, I could have gone on with this. But I'm just, I'm just in a totally different place at the minute. Yeah. And I think that's what I love most about your chapter this year is you talk about managing that time. And I think a lot of us have, have gained that time back this year and really almost stepped off the hamster wheel and, and decided to actually take some time out and not feel guilty for it. Either. Yeah, yeah, that's the key thing. And, and thinking, you know, oh, well, actually, I've done some really nice things today and I've thoroughly enjoyed myself rather than oh, I've got through the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you, Sue. That's Sue Tonks from Hydra Veg. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining the Woman Who Chat weekly podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can join me next week to hear another inspirational woman in business. In the meantime, you might want to visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey. 